So as our journey through the event surrounding the end time continues, we come to an event that takes place in heaven while the tribulation period is going on here on earth. So when Jesus returns for his church in the rapture, in the pre-trib rapture stance, and you know that that's, that's how, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts on the end times, you understand that that's, that's my view and that's what I believe that the Bible teaches. It's, to me, it's very clear that the Bible teaches uh, an end times or the, the pre-trib rapture of the church. So uh, if you're interested, you can go back and listen to my podcast and, and, and look at the evidence that the Bible shows, not just my opinion, but what the Bible shows for a pre-trib rapture. So the world would be thrown into a time of great tribulation, the seven-year tribulation period. But while this is happening here on earth, there are two great events that will be taking place in heaven. That is, these two events that will be the focus of this, this message right now both this morning and probably the next time. So I'll probably split this up into two different events or two different messages because there's a lot of information to to deal with. So these two events are the Judgment Seat of Christ and the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. So we're going to be looking in 1 Corinthians today, right now, we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 15. So mark that in your Bible and uh, keep an eye out on that one. So today I would like for us to take some time to look at the event known in the Bible as the Judgment Seat of Christ. This is an event <clears throat> that is spoken of, spoken of in several different passages uh, in Scripture. Uh, it's in 2 Corinthians 5.10 and Romans 14.10-12. So these passages, along with the passage that I'll be talking about this morning in 1 Corinthians 3, they refer to a time when every child of God will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an account of their service to the Lord. Kind of a scary thought. Every thought, and he's going to basically give account of what God gave us, what he gave us to do here on earth, what tools, what gifts that he gave us, and how did we use them to further the kingdom of God? Not our kingdom, but his kingdom. So, I don't mind telling you that I think of that event, I do so with a bit of kind of a dread almost. Uh, I know that there are plenty, there'll be plenty to answer for on that day. I've messed up a lot and uh, squandered a lot of things that, that God has given me. But however, I want you to know that there will be more, far more for us to look forward to than there will be for us to fear in that time. For it's on that day that the fruits of the journeys are rewarded. So the things that we've done in God's name, in Christ's name, uh, will be rewarded. But we'll also be brought up the things that we've done in our own name. Uh, that's the dread part is we're going to realize that, oh, man, I thought I was doing this for the Lord. I thought I was doing that. Come to find out, they look at us and no, no, no. Those are burned up like chaff. Uh Sorry, that was a dead work. So, it is the day when we hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. And those are words that uh, I long to hear. It is that day that I want to talk about for a time this morning. I would like for us to spend some time together in this passage as we think about Heaven's Coronation Day. So I challenge every person that's listening to allow the Lord to speak to your heart this morning and from time to time, all the time, listening and being in tune to God's Spirit. So I want you to be ready 
when that time arrives. This passage reveals three aspects of the great day when we need to notice that we're going to take a look at today. So allow me to share these with you. So it'll be this coronation time. It'll be a time of intimate discoveries. So Paul describes the Christian life as a building. He tells us that he, that he laid the foundation, but it is our responsibility and duty to build on that foundation. It is our duty to build correctly. Note, in verse 11, it says, For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we can't lay on top of a foundation that's already been built, meaning we can't put our own foundation on top of a foundation that's already been built, and that foundation was built on Christ. So we can't build up our own kingdom. We're going to talk about his kingdom and how we build upon his kingdom, not our own. So, if you aren't building from your faith in Jesus Christ, then you will not be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. But you will either be in the tribulation or you will be already, you will already be lost and be hellbound and be that lost, separated from God. So I need to remind you that that you are one day closer to today to eternity than you were yesterday. I know it's kind of trivial by saying it that way, but days are short. We can look at our country right now. We can look around the world and see what's going on in our country and realize uh, we're hurting. Like my dad used to say, hurting for certain. Because just take a look around us and see our country and see our world. Uh, it's just flipped upside down. And the craziness is happening, I mean, exponentially every single day. We're like, what? You can't believe these things. People tearing down crazy statues or statues for no apparent reason has nothing to do with this so-called message of system. Uh, systemic racism, which I don't believe exists. I don't believe systemic racis- racism exists. And I'll, uh, that's a different sop, uh, subject. And it's kind of a, it's a touchy subject because people get really offended by that. But it's true. I mean, the, the, the roots of that systemic racism that we're dealing with in our country right now is a false narrative. You have this just because I am uh, a white Caucasian male, not male, but just white Caucasian, just Caucasian, inevitably in my DNA, I'm a racist, according to them. I mean, that's what they think, that just because of my skin color, I'm a racist. And people are being treated that way. Well, that's, that's wrong, because that's what I'm talking about. Right now, things are getting crazy, okay? Wrong's called right, right's called wrong. The Bible says, what you call evil good and good evil. Judgment's coming. And these people that are promoting and propping up this crazy, these lies, they're going to be judgment. And they're going to be judged on it. I mean, yeah, me as a human, do I want to see that judgment right now? Of course I do. But, we, but vengeance is his, says the Lord, not mine. Uh, I got to kind of remind myself every single day that judgment is his, not mine. Uh, but as for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. Okay, so 
Remember that every single day we are that much closer to the end. So we've got to remind ourselves that constantly, that we are that much closer to the end. That means we need to prepare ourselves and just be that much more prepared. So are you today? Okay. With that in mind, let's see what would be discovered by the saints of God on that day. So in verse 10, uh, let's read it right now. So we're looking at, like I said, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10, and it says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, and this is Paul, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. All right, so he lays the foundation and is spreading the gospel and spreading the word and laying the foundation of God's word of what Jesus, his ministry and him dying on the cross and the, the, the idea or the message of, of salvation. Okay, so he built that foundation. He's telling you that other people are going to build upon that foundation. So we can't be building our own foundation because that is from Satan. And that's what we're seeing in our country right now. People are propping up their own ideas, saying, uh, you, you can't be a, I, I don't believe you can be a true believer in Christ and go along with what we see happening uh, in the Black Lives Matter right there. With, if, if you look at the, the tenets of Black Lives Matter, like their core beliefs, if you're, a, if you're a believer in Christ and you're going along with that, you're either not a believer in Christ, you're one of those that Jesus said, depart, me for, depart from me, I never knew you, or we're living in the extreme in times where a strong delusion has been sent out and these guys are being deceived, very deceived, because the whole, uh, the whole idea behind that is anti-God. So you can't be a Christian pro-God and support these movements that are anti-God, anti-family, anti-Christ. So you can't. So do your research yourselves. Come up with some original thoughts. Think about it. Okay? Look at their website. Look at what they stand for. Go from there. So, but the foundation we're building on, we're building on Christ. We're building on a Christ-centered, the cornerstone. Jesus is the chief cornerstone, and we're building upon that. So, Pelt, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul tells us how we build on the foundation will pass under the microscope of God in that day. So, the whole idea of this this verse is when the Lord saved your soul, he placed you on a foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Since the very moment you were saved, you have been building a life. Okay? This life can either be a thing of glory to the Lord, or it can be a thing of disgrace before the Lord. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we will answer for how we have built our lives. And I guarantee you, I'll tell you right now from the very beginning, that I made a mess of my life. Uh, right off the bat, made a mess of my life. Didn't understand anything till late in my 30s. Drug addict, alcoholic, just the stupid stuff, okay? Not glorifying that and not saying, ooh, look at me. No, nothing like that. I'm ashamed and of the things that I did uh, back there and mocked God. So... 
but we will answer for how we have built our lives. So at this point, it's going to help us to understand this thing a little bit better if we define what we were talking about. In Paul's day, in, in every city, there was a place called the Bema, or the judgment seat, the Bema seat. It was from this raised platform, usually in the center of town, that announcements were made. Judgments rendered and commendations handed out. So this was like the centerpiece of both sides, judgment and reward. So it was this Bema seat that rewards were given out to the winners of the Greek games. Okay? It was here that their crowns were given to them. All public proclamations came from this Bema seat. So it's kind of like city square. I mean, people meet in city square. and So that's the idea. So we mustn't think that it was only a place of fear and trembling because it wasn't. Okay? Certainly some were rebuked when they came here, but many, many others were rewarded and blessed. Christ's seat of judgment is no different. There are two issues that will be addressed at the judgment seat of Christ. Those issues are salvation and sin. So first, salvation, there was forever taken care of, or that was forever taken care of at the moment of conversion. Okay, nothing can ever change the state of the believer's soul. Uh, I don't like the phrase, uh, once saved, always saved. But when you turned your life over, you have eternal life. You can't lose your salvation if you truly did turn your life over to God and has Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can't lose something that's eternal. Then it wouldn't be called eternal life. It would be called temporary life. Okay, it's like an aspirin. You take an aspirin, boom, relieves your headache temporarily, not forever. Okay, so this is not an aspirin that we take. Salvation is not as an aspirin is. It's more of a, you take a pill, you're cured. You're done. Okay, no more headaches forever. Ever, 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 ever. You'll never have a headache again. Okay, very simple, stupid way to analyze it and think about it, but... I mean, that's the easiest way you can think about it. It's, it's not a temporary thing. It's an eternal thing. So no person can lose their eternal soul or eternity with God if you truly did turn your life over. So if a person is saved, they are saved forever. No lost person will appear at the judgment seat of Christ. No person that is lost will appear at the judgment seat of Christ. There will be another judgment that take care of the lost sinner, okay? If you were here at the Bema seat, that means you were saved, okay? So let's look at the second one, sin. Sin was taken care of forever at Calvary when the Lord Jesus died, okay? John 19, verse 30. When Jesus died, he died for all sin of the world, all sin of the world, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He didn't die for just the elect's sake, so sorry, Calvinist, if you believe that, then I mean, I disagree. Obviously, the Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches that God died for all. There are so many ways you can look into it, but I'm not going to get into it. That's going to be a future topic we'll talk about, not today. So, but now, when a sinner places his faith in the Lord, Jesus, for salvation, all his sins are forever taken care of. They will not be mentioned when we arrive 
here at the Bema Seat of Christ. So, hallelujah on that. That is enough to shout about, okay? All the sins that we've created or done uh, will not be brought up right here, okay? This is not the place for that. So, what will we be, <clears throat> excuse me, what will be dealt with in this manner in which we have lived this earthly life? For the moment of our con uh, conversion, until the day we die, or we're raptured, if we're still alive when that event happens, it will be about how we use the responsibilities, the privileges, and opportunities that were given to us by the Lord Jesus as we journeyed through this world. That is what the judgment seat of Christ is all about, is how did we use these, these responsibilities that God gave us, okay? How do we lose these privileges that we had uh, these gifts or these opportunities? Did we squander these opportunities that we had to further God's kingdom, or did we do it ourselves? Okay, these are the things that are going to be brought up, okay? Not our, our sin. That was already dealt with, okay? Our sinful nature is already buried. That's our old man. It, we are a new creation in Christ. So, with that being said, perhaps it would help us to remember that we were, that every born-again believer is a steward, okay? We are a steward. That is, we are the servants of God. He has placed in our hands his ministry to the world, okay? So his ministry has been placed upon us that we have taken part in his ministry just like he, Jesus, took a part in John's ministry for repentance. So that's what we're doing, okay? We are taking part of his ministry to the world, okay? To accomplish his ministry or this ministry, the Lord has given each of us certain things. He's given us 24 hours in every day, and he has given us money. He has blessed us with gifts and abilities to use for his glory. Uh, my pastor, my senior pastor, he, he knows how to break down the words and everything. He's, he's a very good, he can defend the Christian faith against anybody out there. I mean, his debating skills are par none. I mean, he is, he's the, one of the greatest debaters. I mean, he can give you arguments that about Christianity that I've, I've never seen before and very knowledgeable, has the extreme heart for the lost. Okay. So he's been blessed with these abilities. I kind of feel like I've been blessed with God has given me the ability that I can read and understand what the Bible's talking about and be able to teach that and, and relay that to others. Okay. He's given me other abilities. Uh, but that is something that I, I will be judged on, on some of the abilities that he has given us. He has also given us opportunities for service and for ministry. So uh, being an assistant pastor, I mean, I have opportunities to, to preach to our church sometimes, okay? Uh, that's great. I like that. I, I'm more of the behind-the-guys, behind-the-scenes guy, and, but these opportunities that were given to us or given to me, that I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I have to make an account for all these opportunities that God has given us, okay? I, not only my account, but your account. What has God given you? How's, how have you used your money? How have you used your time to further his kingdom, okay? These are the things we've got to think about. So our master, the Lord Jesus Christ, has entrusted us with his business, and he will require that each of his stewards give an account for their service unto him when he returns. The Bible tells us that we are the stewards of God, 1 Peter 4.10. It also says that we are stewards. We are to be found 
faithful. 1 Corinthians 4.2. So 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. We will answer for the lives we are living in this world. Is that clear enough? Okay. How we are living right now as believers, we have to give an account for that. Okay. So stop, think, how are we living our lives right now? Okay. What are we going along with? What are we standing up against? Okay. How are we living our lives? Are we a hypocrite? We say one thing in front of everybody else, but we act differently behind closed doors. Wow. Scary thought. Don't want to think about that right now, do we? No, but it's true. This judgment will not determine whether or not you go to heaven, okay? That's already been decided when you receive Jesus as your Savior. Okay, we're already going to heaven. If you're in front of this Bema seat, I mean, you've got, a, you've got a ticket into heaven already if you want to think about it that way. It's just this is an account of what did you do while you were here after being saved? What did you do? Okay. So this judgment will will not take into account our sins because they were paid for at the cross. When we sin in this world, we reap the consequences of those sins, but the sins themselves were completely paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary. Okay, got to remember that. Quit pounding yourself in the head. Quit reliving and bringing these old things back. Like my pastor said, I mean, reliving these dead sins, these sins, it's like grabbing a dead dog and taking it for a walk. Let it bury it. They're dead. They're gone. We got to remember that. Okay. So our material, here's next, in verse 12, where it says, Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, stop right there, okay? This verse tells us that there are two possible categories. Well, let me finish the verse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it tells us two different categories from which we can construct our spiritual house. One, there are worthy materials, okay? Gold, silver, precious stones. These refer to the things that are precious, valuable, beautiful, and hard to come by. These are also things that survive and even thrive in the fire, okay? These picture the kind of works that the Lord will bless in this day that we're talking about. And the kind of works that every believer should have in his or her journey while we're here on earth. Okay? There are worthless materials. Okay? Wood, hay, and stubble. These refer to the things that are temporary, ugly, cheap, and easy to come by. When they speak of these things that are done out of the will of God, or things that are done out of the mean of the spirit or things that are done out of selfishness. They differ from the other materials in that each of these is immediately destroyed by the flames. These refer to the kind of activities, <clears throat> excuse me, that we should avoid as believers. Just how does one determine the difference between the works that will burn and the works that will endure the flames of judgment? That's made easier to answer by telling you in some areas that are sure to be judged by the Lord. So, got to look at a little list. And this was put together by H.L. Wilmington of uh, Liberty. So one, these are the things that will be judged by, by the Lord. 
how we treat others. Talks about it in Hebrews 6.10, Matthew 10, verse 41. How we exercise authority over others. Hebrews 13, <coughs> excuse me, Hebrews 13, 17, and then James 3, 1. How we use our God-given abilities. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12, 4. 1 Corinthians 12, 11, 1 Peter 3, 10. Okay, how we use our money, 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, 1 Corinthians 16, 2, and then in Malachi. How we spend our time, Psalm, <coughs> excuse me, Psalm 90, verse 12, Ephesians 5, 16. I'm going through this. I don't have time to go through every single verse, so feel free to pause, write them down, look them up later. So how we spend our time, like I said, Psalm 19, or Psalm 90, verse 12. How much we suffer for the Lord, Romans 8, 18, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, Matthew uh, 5, 11. Okay, how we run the race God has given or has chosen for us, Hebrews 12, 1, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. How effectively we control the old nature, Wow, that's interesting. That's a good one. How effectively we control the old, old nature. We're going to be judged by that. Okay, I've failed on that many, many, many times. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27. How many souls we witness to and win to Jesus Christ. Uh, Proverbs eleven thirty, Daniel 12, 3. How we react to temptation. We can pause right there for a second. How we react to temptation, we're going to be judged by. James 1, 2, and 3. How much we love the rapture. Okay, how much we look forward to that being taken away by Jesus. 2 Timothy 4, 8. How faithful are we to the word of God and to the flock of God? How faithful are we to God's word? And how faithful are we to God's people? Okay, so that's a list by H, uh, HL, Dr. H.L. Wilmington. So, anyways, very interesting stuff. Okay, so also, in verse 13, our ministry will be discovered. So, verse 13, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Okay. So verse 13, let us know that all our works will be put to the fire. Somehow the Lord will apply the fire of his judgment to the things that we did in this life, and they will be made manifest. This word, excuse me, this word means that they will be made known publicly. Okay, think about that for a second. As we travel around or towards heaven, there are, these are these things that are among us, or those who, among us who have all the appearance of having plenty of good works in their lives. However, behind these things, behind these things, they do it selfishly. Okay? They have a self-serving motive. Their works will be burned. There are others who do things and others see them and say <clears throat> they do them to be seen. However, behind the works, it is love for the Lord. They do what they do to glorify God. Their works will abide. What am I trying to say? Is that you cannot look around this every day and tell how much a person's works by what you see. However, on that day, 
There will be no hiding from the truth. Every motive, every work, every secret thought, every self-serving motive will be revealed for all to see. The fire of Christ's judgment will be made will be made known. And the truth will be made known. I'm sure that there are messages, sermons, that will be burnt up in the fire. And these are things that, that we're going to be held accountable to. So what's the bottom line? Our cats will be out of the bag. When we stand before Jesus and face him in judgment, everything we've done, everything that we have done in his name, in our own name, are going to be brought to light. And again, or next, it will be a day of intimate discoveries. Okay, a day of intense delights. While many things dealt with at the judgment seat of Christ will be unpleasant, not everything will be bad. In fact, for many, the judgment seat of, of Christ will be the moment when all their trials are made worthwhile. Okay, it'll be literally, it will literally be their crowning moment. A potential in, the, the potential is mentioned the first part, so look at verse 14. Let's go back to, uh, still in 1 Corinthians 3, let's look at the verse 14. If anyone's work which he has built on it, meaning the foundation of Christ, endures, he will receive a reward. It tells us right there, if anything that we've done and built, and this is on Christ's foundation, the foundation that was built on Christ, that these things we, are, we will be rewarded for. Not our selfish ones that are going to be burnt up uh, like wood, hay, and stubble. We're talking... These are the precious stones that are, we're talking about, that are the gold, the silver, the precious stones. These are things that are built on that foundation. And that potential tells us that will remain after the fire. Wouldn't it be glorious to think, the, the things to see some of what you did for Jesus actually remain? Wouldn't that be awesome? That some of these things that we, we've done in the earth weren't done in vain in, in our own mind. And we thought we were doing it, let's say, we thought we were doing these things that were in our own strength. Well, those are going to be burnt up, but then we're going to be shown the things that we've done that are built on his foundation. That's going to be a glorious moment. So many will. What happened to your works all depends on you. So what happens to all the things that we've done, all these privileges, these opportunities, uh, gifts that God's given us, all depends on you. All depends on us, on how we utilize it. What's the motive behind these things? So a promise is also mentioned. Those things that will remain will be the basis for our rewards. The Lord Jesus will honor us by giving us rewards for the things we do for him, not ourselves, for him. That is almost beyond belief, but the Bible tells us five crowns that are given as rewards to the faithful saint of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those crowns are, one, the incorruptible crown awarded for faithfulness in the Lord, 1 Corinthians 9.25. The crown of life for the person who endures and overcomes temptation, James 1, verse 12. The crown of rejoicing, this is the soul winner's crown. 1 Thessalonians 2.19. 
the crown of righteousness. This will be given to those who anticipate and live in the light of the return of Jesus. 2 Timothy 4, 8. The crown of glory. This will be given to the faithful ministers who give themselves to lead and feed the flock of God. 1 Peter Excuse me, 1 Peter 5, 4. And we need to understand that every deed done in the name of Jesus will be blessed and rewarded over there. Men may not see the value of their service, right here, men and women, but rest assured that Jesus takes perfect notes and that he will reward fairly for your sacrifice for him. And that tells us right there in Mark 9:41, Matthew 25 verses 34 through 40. God will apply the fire of his judgment to your works, and those that were done for him and for his glory alone will pass the test and we will be rewarded accordingly. Why is he giving us crowns? The answer is found in Revelation 4:9 through 11. We will cast those crowns at the feet to honor him, to honor Christ. It will be a day, so let's recap. It'll be a day of intimate discoveries. It'll be a day of intense delights. And then in verse 15, it'll be a day of immense disappointments. So let's read that, verse 15. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So, the pain that is mentioned, while some of our works will, be, will remain, others will be destroyed right before our eyes. This will surely be a painful time for every believer. There will be more, many, 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 many tears shed right here. Okay? Thankfully, after this event is passed, Jesus himself will wipe away the tears and the past life will be remembered no more. Revelation 21 verse 4. The price that is mentioned, he shall suffer loss. This means that the believer will lose the reward he could have earned had his life been what it should have been. Some would teach that even earned rewards will be lost. However, considering that God is just, this probably refers to what the believer's could have earned. Many of us will see rewards earned by others that could have been ours as well if we had only been faithful also. I don't know about you, but I want to be as faithful as possible so that I might, might win every reward that I can. Okay, This reason is not so I can parade around heaven with all my crowns and trophies and show off. Totally defeats the purpose. The reason is that I may have more to give back to Jesus, thus enhancing his glory. That is what this thing is all about. The master rewards the servants, and the servants turn and use those things to glorify him. That is what this whole thing boils down to. If I live my life to glorify the Lord God here, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, then I will have crowns to lay at his feet, adding even more glory to God, Revelation 
chapter 4. The promise that is mentioned. Again, notice that the believer who may see his works burn will still be saved. I cannot stress that enough, that the issue here will not be about salvation. Okay, salvation's already been determined. Okay, this was settled when we received Christ. Now, some might take this and say, well, I'm saved. I can do as I please and live any way I want, and it doesn't matter. Wrong, wrong, wrong. If you are really saved, you won't think like that. If you were really saved, there will be a part of you that will long to please the Lord. If you are saved, despite your best effort, there will be times when you will serve the Lord. Okay? If you are saved, you will prove it by living for the Lord, at least some of the time. You can't live that perfect life because we're not perfect. I thank God that I am saved forever. Okay, I do. I thank him that nothing can ever change that. However, I want, I want to have something to show for my life when I arrive there. So should everybody. I do not want to see everything burn up. Everything that I've done here burn up and go away. I want some crowns to lay at Jesus' feet. How about you? Well, if these verses have taught anything to us, if anything, they have taught us that there are two ways to ruin a good building, a faulty foundation and a faulty materials. So of, of the utmost of importance today is for every person that's hearing this to determine what foundation they're building on. Only those houses built on the Lord his death and his resurrection will stand. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. All other perish in the waves of God's great wrath. Are you saved this morning? Be sure, before you quit listening, that you talk to him and you get right with God. Because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. We live in a... In a in a, in a world of eminency, the meaning God can, Jesus can come back at any moment and take his bride to be with him in heaven at any moment. If you are on the right foundation, what kind of materials are you building with? Are you using gold, silver, precious stones? That is, are you building a life to the glory of God? Are you building with good actions and attitudes? If so, then won't it be a blessing to see those things stand the test and bring honor to the Lord? Maybe you're using wood, hay, stubble. If so, you know that your works are going to get burned up right before your eyes. You will miss out on some of the, the most glorious things God has for us who are faithful stewards. Wouldn't you like to scrap the shabby house this morning, tear it down in this altar and with God's begin to build a house that will honor him. Jesus, we're both here and in the hereafter. We need to build a foundation on his foundation.
foundation, not our own. The choice is yours, but the reality remains. Heaven's coronation is coming. How it turns out is all up to you. Absolutely all up to you. What are the choices that you make today? Are we building with gold, silver, and precious stones? Or are we building on that foundation of Christ, wood, hay, and stubble? It will be found out. Are we building on his foundation, or are we building our own foundation? These are questions that we need to ask ourselves and determine what it's going to look like on Coronation Day. God bless.